listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Hello, welcome to ESL Talk. As always, we are your hosts, Faye and Daniel. We have made some big changes for 2022, and there's lots of big news to come. First of all, you can find all of our episodes, information, and more on our brand new website, esl-talk.com. That's esl-talk.com. Also, we're really pleased to announce that we're now on Patreon. So if you'd like early access to our episodes, extra video content, one-to-one monthly teaching webinars, mentoring, and exclusive free merchandise, just head on over to patreon.com forward slash ESL talk. And with a new year upon us, many ESL teachers are starting to transition and become teacher entrepreneurs. Many teachers now need to do more than just teach, which gives us a lot of opportunities for growth and learning. It does for sure. I think we could both maybe think of ourselves as teaching Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, but it can take lots of different forms. And it is a, a long journey for many, uh, many of us. Oh, yeah, definitely. Our guest, Samantha, will be joining us to share her journey of becoming an ESL entrepreneur, some steps she has taken, and how you can also start the journey. But first of all, Daniel, what is, in your view, the definition of a teacher entrepreneur? Wow, where do I begin with this? Um, <laughs> it really means a lot of things to a lot of different people. Um, I would say by that term teacher entrepreneur that we're referring to teachers who do more than just teach, like we already said. So it might be that you teach and you develop content or Mm -hmm. you teach and you have another kind of side hustle, whether it's um, writing or copywriting or proofreading, translating. These are a lot of different examples that I've just come across. Mm -hmm. And I also find as well these days that a lot of teachers are becoming very savvy and mm-hmm. they're doing things like podcasts, or, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, creating series on YouTube, uh, video content, creating courses, a lot of different things like that. So that's what I kind of understood by that. What about you? Yeah, I feel like it's more about becoming a brand almost mm-hmm. and have it's like you are your business. So rather than just um, taking jobs from like different schools and things like that, you're you basically have your own teaching business, which can include, like you said, content creation, uh, writing, proofreading, stuff like that. But let's say you kind of control your services, right? And your prices Mm -hmm. as well, which I think is a huge reason why so many teachers are starting to transition into this because they want to have that control and want to have feel the power that 
they know how much they're worth and, you know, they, they can reach out to their clients. So students are no longer just students. They might be your clients too. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. It's really a big mindset shift as well. Talking Absolutely. about having control and your students are not students, they're clients. So that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. So should we break down our journeys and, and what's happened so far for us as teacher entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. I guess for me, it started basically when I decided to go off on my own, which I think can happen for so many of us, right? So with the pandemic, I think that was a a huge um, driver of that for many teachers. But uh, for me, it was basically starting my my own um, profile on online as a brand, creating my own video lessons, courses, and that sort of um, content that I could basically copyright. Mm -hmm. So for me, the journey was, it was more like, I started with, let's say, the marketing side, which was like Instagram and making just free content to kind of get that buzz. And then I started creating my courses and and my products that I could sell. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people do it the other way around. They have courses and products and then they start using Instagram to market those. Right. I ended up doing the, the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, how about for you, Daniel? What, how has that journey been for you? Oh, it's been a very long and varied journey with lots of ups and downs. Like you said, I think most of us who want to be entrepreneurs, they find it really hard to just start afresh without anything mm-hmm. else. So I think a lot of us right now, we still maybe have a, a part-time job or a full-time job right. and we're doing things on the side just to try to kind of get by. Um, but for me, I found that I started off first with content creation and materials. So I used to really love creating lots and lots of content and materials. And I started selling those um, mm-hmm. through um, different websites. And I found that was a really nice way to generate income. Now, didn't generate much income, but it was a good starting point. Um, and then I followed that up by teaching online on some freelance platforms. But again, they are platforms and you can control some aspects in terms of your um, hours and your pay. So there is some flexibility there. But even with that, you're having to contend with commissions and competition mm-hmm. of other teachers. Um, and there's there's no reliability. Um, I know a lot of teachers that I spoke to in the last few months, you know, because of some changes that have happened in, in China, for example, a lot of those companies now are not offering any um, classes and they're not offering students um, mm. and teachers um, pay anymore. So I think a lot of it comes down to security and stability as well. Right. So what I've started to do just recently is started to put all my skills and knowledge and experience together. Um, and what I've started to do is branch out and actually teach um, students academic writing. So it's um, mm-hmm. different courses, um, depending on what you do, uh, where you can start to learn and master the art of academic writing. And right now I'm kind of getting my feet wet in marketing, mm-hmm. in copywriting, in um, right. social media. And it's a, mm-hmm. a long journey, as you know, but um, yeah. it's been a really good one. And it's still pretty early in my journey, but I'm making some really great steps. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's been wonderful so far. Yeah. And um, I mean, you're kind of touched on that, that you end up having to study a lot of different subjects mm-hmm. that were yeah. not originally what we thought we would have to do. Uh, so what were some unexpected aspects of this journey that you wish you had been more prepared for? If you're going to invest in yourself and start a, a business or a brand, like you said, you are going to have to have some capital. You're going to actually have some money mm. that you need to put aside for that. Um, and it was a lot more than I expected, but you yeah. can do things. Obviously, you can do things on your own step by step, one at a time. But 
sometimes it might help to have those tools or services or coaches or people who've been through it who can mentor you. And mm-hmm. I think that definitely helps speed up the process because I can read a book about something and I might know what it means and mm-hmm. I might figure it out, but I could just have a conversation with someone who's done it. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're going to charge me for that time, which is totally understandable. Absolutely. Um, so again, it's when you decide to become an entrepreneur, you're making an investment in yourself mm-hmm. and it requires a lot of hard work. You know, I've spent lots of 12, 14, 16 hour days just mm-hmm. chipping away at getting things done. And it, there's a lot of things to do. And it's really difficult at the start, but my advice would be, you know, be prepared for three months, four months, really hard work at the beginning. And once you get things up and running and once you start, you know, finding students and connecting with them and having good conversations, then you can start to really develop and grow your business, I would say. But getting started is always the hardest thing. And it's the same in academic writing too, which is what I teach. Mm-hmm. What about for you, Faye? What were some unexpected aspects you, you experienced? Yeah, I think what you mentioned uh, makes a lot of sense about uh, having a bit of capital. We don't realize um, it's going to cost you money. It's like a business, right? any business. Um, we always say it takes about two years to start making, a, turning a profit with your own business, right? It's very similar, I find, with teaching um, because there's so much that you have to invest in it up front from getting a quality headset or microphone to maybe upgrading, getting an iPad for your, for as a whiteboard for your online teaching, but also things like um, paying for a website um, for a hosting service. And if you're going to host your courses on a platform, you have to pay an annual fee for that. So I found that, yeah, early on, there were a lot of those things that I didn't expect to have to spend Mm -hmm. so much on. Um, but also I find that the day to day, there's so much more that you need to do. That's not teaching. Yes. I find that for me nowadays, actually about 50% of my work time is not teaching or prepping for my classes. Right. It is answering emails, uh, talking to potential students online, um, making sure the website is up and running, editing videos, you know, it's just so much more to it um, that I don't think we realize how time consuming it can be because when we're teaching at a school you don't see what's happening right mm-hmm. backstage absolutely yeah um, so I find that that's uh, yeah you should be prepared for all all those um, other uh, other tasks so Faye obviously doing all these things creating all this content making videos that's kind of how you you know got started and started to grow really quickly um, did you kind of take any courses or seek out any guidance or mentors to help you with all these mm-hmm. non-teaching aspects like you just mentioned? Uh, yeah, actually, I started um, out by doing a course on After Effects, Adobe After Effects for okay. video editing, mm-hmm. uh, because I really wanted my video lessons to be well edited and have um, some of the tools for that. And then I took a course on, um, on Instagram marketing. Which wasn't great. It was cheap, but it, 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 I, I got through like twenty percent of it. I'm like, okay, I get it. Um, but I did later through the podcast actually and through my Instagram connect with other teachers, people like Kate that has been our uh, guest before, who supports a lot of teachers. And I did um, uh, sign up for one of her programs to help teachers with their stuff. And um, there, so there are different mentors and people like that out there that I found have helped me, like you mentioned. So I, I'd say, yeah, just kind of seek out what you think you're going to be needing most and find the people that are great at that and invest a little bit in it. For me, it really helped. Yeah. Now, 
Are there, were there for you any resources like books, websites, and things like that, that you would recommend? I just kind of was looking at different um, websites in terms of Facebook groups and community things and kind of things on LinkedIn. And, and that, that's where I started. So what I found is that through building community, this is what you, what everyone should do, you know, if they're teaching and they have an online presence, build community, seek out other teachers, seek out other people who've gone through that journey and mm-hmm. learn from them and ask them questions because everyone's going to be at different stages in their journey. So I found that by asking the right questions and talking to a lot of teachers who've done it, they recommended things that worked for them. Now it might mm-hmm. not work for you, um, but for me, I, I, did take a few courses again through connecting through this podcast. I connected with people, like you said, like Kate, um, I worked with her on one of her courses, which was amazing. It's really helped me. Um, I also talked with uh, Crystal, who is a guest who we've had on before. Um, and that actually opened up opportunities for me to work with her as well and create content, which is great. Mm-hmm. So definitely networking helped. And I did take a couple of different courses in terms of books. There are a few different books as well that can help. Um, but Again, they're only going to give you the foundations, Um, Mm -hmm. putting everything into practice. You can know the what, but to know the how and why is really difficult. And that's where you might need a mentor or someone Mm -hmm. to help you uh, with that. Um, But there's a lot of really good support. There's a lot of really good information out there. Um, Like Mm -hmm. I said, try to connect and network with people um, Mm -hmm. in your area and seek seek those people out and they'll hopefully help you get on the right track. Yeah, perhaps if our listeners haven't listened to it yet, maybe they should listen to our episode on uh, the teaching community in season two. That would be a good resource as well. Exactly. Great. So let's now hear from, I guess, Sam, who's going to share her journey on becoming a teacher entrepreneur. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. All right. Hello, Samantha. Welcome to ESL Talk. We're so happy you could join us today. Yes, I'm super happy to join you guys. This is a pleasure. Yeah, it's great having you here. But we'd like to start by asking a little bit about your teaching journey, your podcasting journey, and how you got to where you are today. 
Yeah, wonderful. So how I got into teaching as an ESOL teacher and also into podcasting is first off, I learned about teaching as um, from my from a relative of mine, she was teaching English um, abroad. And so that kind of incited my uh, discovery and my interest into that. And then from there, I have taught um, English in centers and schools. And also that's when offline. And so like doing face-to-face, teaching various ages from um, adults to children. And um, it started roughly from just reading um, reading partners. And so I would read to kids um, after school. And then after that, it branched off to going to community centers and helping adults that are busy within their daily lives and teaching them English. And then from there, I then ventured to online teaching. And Mm -hmm. that was a bit of a joy as well. And so um, I helped I with online teaching, I was able to teach students from all over the world and Mm -hmm. learned about so many different cultures. And they had so many amazing questions about my culture um, as an American and also just, you know, learning ways to improve their English. And I had, that was more or less my journey. Nice. Amazing. It's really good. And I know we're always kind of developing and obviously what we're talking about today is becoming a, a teaching entrepreneur. So what would you say, Samantha, are the main differences between being a freelancer and being a, a teaching entrepreneur? What are the differences between them? Hmm. So my the difference I feel between an online freelancer to a teacher entrepreneur is with a freelancer, you are more or less um, you're with a free. Well, with the teacher entrepreneur, you're more or less and increasing your prices to be um, of a reputable uh, a price when you are teaching your students and also you are creating your own lessons. And with teaching entrepreneur, you get to choose the students. You get to niche down into your specific student that you want to help and improve their English. Whilst a freelancer, you're just actually taking anything and everything And as a teacher, and you want to help everyone when as a teacher entrepreneur, you're actually niching down and narrowing down who you want to teach. And so um, as a teacher entrepreneur, you get to tailor your um, lessons around the your avatar and it's around their pain points, their challenges. And as a freelancer, you're more or less grabbing anything from out there, your previous classes or lesson plans and teaching them to your students. And, um, and the, and the pay is more or less you're taking whatever comes. And so as a teacher entrepreneur, you're actually scaling your prices at a affordable and reputable price, like a hundred dollars for per class. And that is a livable scale for most teachers. And that I feel is a better way to get involved into as a a online teacher or as a teacher entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. You've said a lot of things, a lot of those uh, sales and marketing buzzwords, but that's okay. We've already touched on this a little bit today. So why did you decide to take the leap? Why did you decide, you know what, I'm I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to put all my energy into this. You know, what appealed to you about it? And, and what was the moment where you thought, yeah, it is possible. Like I can charge what I'm worth and I can really have a specific niche. Like what was the kind of the moment for you where it all kind of clicked? Um, I dived into a teacher entrepreneur. Um, roughly I'm doing it part-time. I'm taking, you know, private students. And so I wanted to do it because I, I, I got tired of working in 
classes and, and companies where they weren't paying the price that I um that I was accepted for. And so I wanted, I wanted to teach students where they would value my classes, which I know all the students do value your classes when you are a teacher. And I also wanted to create some creativity into my lessons. And so that's more or less why I want to teach, I wanted to do it. And I wanted to learn about this different venture of teaching, um, teaching. English. And so um, I was always used to, you know, working with companies. And so I'm like, hmm, let's see how this is with actually incorporating your own prices and also facilitating your own lessons and then choosing and narrowing down your niche. I thought that was pretty um, fun to do because I, I was a freelancer. I would just take any student. And so um, this kind of helped with my motivation. Mm-hmm. And do you feel now that you have crafted an identity as a teacher? Is this fixed? Do you think it might change or is it that is that a bit flexible for you? I do feel like it will change over time. I have various interests of teaching, you know, students. And so um, right now I taught I am teaching students that are in IT and also someone that is teaching in a um, working as an e-commerce. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're still bound digital. And so I'm really lenient and learning about various different professionals and helping them improve their English. I was going to say that even though you say that you're quite flexible, you still really narrow down from a, mm-hmm. anyone all the way down to that kind of digital and IT market. So it's it sounds pretty narrow, to be honest, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But like, I think that it's nice that you're keeping it open as well, right? If you need to branch out a little bit, you can still do that. Now, in terms of your teaching philosophy, would you say you have a teaching philosophy? Where did that come from for you? Yeah, so my teaching philosophy is more or less to um, keep it fun in my classes. And also, I want to um, convey kindness to my to my students. And so knowing that, and also knowing that we are both learning in the process, I want to learn from you, and you want to learn from me. And so I don't want it to seem as if there's some type of hierarchy, or as if I am the smartest person in the room. No, you can also contribute. And also knowing that learning is an learning English or learning anything is more or less a learning curve. You're always going to have some, a bit of mistakes, or you're going to be a bit imperfect, but knowing that you are every day improving on your craft, which is learning a link English, you will definitely become fluent and confident over time. And mm-hmm. so those are my, um, antecedents for teaching. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. And I, I really like what you said there. I, make mistakes we all make mistakes and Mm -hmm. I think that actually helps you connect with your students if you you know deal with it in a positive way and you say see you and I can make mistakes no one's perfect and this is how we learn so I think I really like that um so also Samantha as an entrepreneur you also decided to make your own podcast could you tell us a little bit about that like and where did that come from and, and what is it exactly that you cover in your podcast so my podcast more or less is um, called teaching online English and my motivation for that was I had a I have a passion for teaching English and I just was like why not share the dynamic lives of teachers we're not just you know sitting in classroom preparing lessons and you know mm-hmm. grading papers no we're dynamic beings they're teachers I have met 
off all across the board who are in teaching drama to teaching um, different languages and also doing learning learn and involved in business and running their own teaching schools. And so I thought that was so fascinating to just get into that um, area. And I wanted to just highlight the um, various fiscals of being a teacher. And also it gives insight, it, it provides inspiration for others. And so for me, I learned about teaching from hearing, you know, my parents talk about, you know, my cousin traveling. And so that provided insight for me. And so I felt like why not create a platform where someone can, you know, listen on a podcast and be just as inspired as I was to learn about this very um, fascinating, um, fascinating um, area of a profession. And so also what incited me was that teachers, we are, we're kind of under, underrepresented. And so I felt like this was a great platform to profess that we are powerful. We're impactful to our students. We provide so much. We do a lot more. And so I want mm -hmm. to showcase these, these teachers. And so, um, yeah, that's my motivation. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, sounds like you, you've uh, actually learned a lot through it yourself. Right. And we feel that way too. Daniel oh, we and I, have whenever for sure. Yeah. For every episode we do, we learn so much and we feel like we're definitely improving as teachers. How do you think your, your podcast has helped you as a teaching entrepreneur and, and what do you think other teachers can learn through making or listening to podcasts? Yeah, so I think that um, it has helped me greatly in being a teacher entrepreneur just from sharing my podcast. I gained the student that was in e-commerce. And so that was like, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was really happy about that. And then also just learning what, what you can learn from the um, podcast is just learning about various different ways of teaching from also learning about different professions and teaching and right. Um, you know, different areas of teaching and learning styles and different philosophies. And I have learned greatly in that, and it has enhanced me as a great um, way to, ways to interact and ways to connect with my, my students. Um, and so I felt like just learning from the insights of teachers that have way more experience, you know, than me, some people, some teachers been doing this like 20 plus years and been principals. And so I'm just like, wow, fascinated that they were able to sit on my seat and I can learn wisdom from them. And they can also mm -hmm. share those ideas and th their knowledge and be able to um, touch so many lives from what they have provide it to their students in their classrooms with great enthusiasm to um, great um, tailoring of their lessons to then also just wanting to showcase that teachers can operate their own businesses and be their own boss. Like one teacher that I had on my podcast, she was a, um, she's a principal or not a principal, but she runs her own online virtual school to um, other teachers that have various courses that they're promoting and are even doing marketing in their classrooms. And so, um, yeah, that's um, a very that's wide range. It sounds, it sounds amazing though. Like you said, yeah. you can, you can learn so much just from listening to others and letting them talk about what they love and what they're passionate about. So it's, it's really wonderful. I think it's a great way to 
to enhance ourselves as teachers. So we've covered kind of the mindset of being an entrepreneur and we've, we've talked about podcasts. So what are other steps that teachers could take to become entrepreneurs? Is it just teaching and podcasting or are there other steps that you're aware of? Okay, so one way that teachers can take, some stuff that they can take to be a teacher entrepreneur is you can do some outreach. Um, and so one way is to get out of your comfort zone and to seek students within the various platforms where you think your teach where your student is like LinkedIn or Facebook groups and also spread your teach share your teaching services don't keep it locked in because mm -hmm. no one will know that you have a business or a type of um providing a service to teach stu students if you don't if you don't share it and then another way is create your content create build your brand and so it's going to be um hard at times and you can learn from other teachers on youtube they have various plethora of teachers on there that will give you insights on creating a brand to websites to mm -hmm. how to create loose sleeves to pdf to building you know anything and above podcasting i think that's a great way to get your students i have been a test to that where i have gained one or two students from that just from that very portal and so it's just getting outside your comfort zone and doing mm -hmm. these fun things and also not um also last bit is to ask for help um <laughs> sometimes when you're operating these various um platforms like creating content and doing outreach and marketing it can be a lot. So find ways where you can outsource it, get volunteers, interns, so that you can have more time to do your passion and doesn't become overwhelming. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because sure. as we know, like, yeah, building your own brand and running your own online teaching business can be very time consuming because there's so much more to it than just teaching. Right. Um, you've shared a lot of great uh, tips, but what is one piece of advice you would give to an aspiring teacher entrepreneur? that's just starting out and maybe something that you wish you knew before you started on this journey. Okay. So a tip that I can give for aspiring entrepreneur, teacher entrepreneur is to don't feel like you are in a compete and you're competing with anyone. Mm -hmm. You are, you look at yourself, you're competing with yourself and don't feel like this is a race. Like, okay, I have to post like every single, yes, you have to post every single day, but don't feel like you have to, it's so much pressure in trying to get your stuff out there. As long as you are putting content out there and connecting with your niche audience in mm -hmm. some way, somehow, even if it's just messaging them once a day or just producing a very little type of content that you share, that you found on LinkedIn, you're sharing it. That's one way. And then what one thing that I wish I knew in my journey is, is that um, how much fun it would be. Okay, <laughs> I, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I wish I started a little bit sooner. I have, um, I was contemplating many years of diving into teaching. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like it would be such a challenge or I had to have all these various credentials. And of course you do need to have certifications and you do need to gain some experience to see if this is the right fit for you. And so I really do love connecting and how much of a communicator and how much you'll be able to find yourself when you are helping mm -hmm. your students. And so um, mm -hmm. you learn about you when you help others, you learn about yourself in so many ways. And so it's I, I found a way to just be a better communicator to myself and a better communicator to my students. Yeah, I love that. It's like we, we get so caught up in trying to be perfect or get everything right before we get started. Right. And you might 
just be nervous and stressed out about all the little details. But like you said, most of the time it's just fun. So just getting started and just, you, you'll learn along the way, right? You just do it and it won't be as, as, as difficult or as bad as we think it might be. Mm-hmm. I found as well that like the more things that I, that I do, the more things I want to do. So finally, Sam, uh, what are your goals for the future? What would you like to achieve as a teacher entrepreneur? Kind of what's the, what's the limit? I'm sure there's no limit, but what would you like to achieve maybe in the next uh, one or two years? So my goal for the teacher entrepreneur is to, of course, continue getting and sharing and inspiring others about the um, passionate uh, uh, profession of being a teacher, an ESOL teacher. And also I want to get more or less like, uh, you know, uh, uh, two or three more students under my belt and consistently work with them long-term on various ventures. It could be from helping them with their um, exams to various um, schooling or to their jobs or help them with someone with just needing that extra boost and improving their English daily. And so, um, just those two areas would be my interests in the future. And um, how can our listeners connect with you if they want to reach out um, and, and find you online? Yeah, of course. So you can find me at the website www.https colon forward slash forward slash teaching online english.com. So that's mm. the wonderful place that you can meet me and listen and binge watch on the podcast. And also don't forget to binge watch my friends here, um, <laughs> their podcast. They have really interesting and great stuff. So I'm thank happy. you. That's awesome. Thank that's you great. so much, Samantha. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for, for joining us today. Yes. Awesome. Thank you guys. All right, Sam, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks for sharing your journey in becoming a teacher entrepreneur. I'm sure the future holds greatness for you. And remember that you can always get in touch with us on Instagram at ESL Talk Podcast or send us an email to esltalkpodcast at gmail.com. And you can join us on Instagram individually. You can find me at Learning with Faye. Faye is F-E-Y. Or I'm Daniel Teacher. And don't forget to check out the new website for all of our episodes, which is esltalk.com, esl-talk.com. And you can join us on Patreon for even more ESL Talk content and exclusive merchandise. And as always, thank you for listening. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.